diving into the Word with us. Uh, we're grateful for each and every one of you and for your support of Voice in the Kingdom and the Box 2 Radio Network. Brother Jeff Arrington, how are you doing this morning, sir? Oh, great. Another Tuesday morning, man. Doing great. That's awesome, Good man. This, always. Good morning. <laughs> yeah, it's a great morning, man. It's a... Uh... Uh, interesting times, but it's a great Tuesday morning. Yeah, it is interesting. You know, earlier, I, you know, trying to keep up with what day of the week it is. Uh, the only way I know is by the guests that we have on the show. If I didn't have this, I wouldn't know what day it is. <laughs> my my poor my poor son from school, he has no idea. He the, When I woke up yesterday morning to come over here to the radio station, he said, where are you going, Dad? I said, well, I'm, I'm going to work, son. He said, well, it's only Sunday. I said, for a second, I had to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> said no son i'm pretty yeah, sure it's monday uh so he's all out of whack but uh but anyway we're we're still praising the lord and uh we still know who's in control and uh we're still citizens of the kingdom so uh we're very excited to have you on with us this morning and uh ready to bring the word well i believe that's to our success you know being in being in christ we were able to adapt quickly to whatever circumstance come because uh the lord allows us to you know, be adaptable and flexible uh, to the times. And, and that's the key to our success. You know, I was sharing with our body, you know, that scripture out of Isaiah talks about wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of our times. And understanding what to do at this time and know that God has raised us up for this hour. I believe with all my heart that, that we're his sons and daughters raised for this time, this generation. Amen. And uh, he's equipped us to handle this. Uh, according to the scriptures, he, he doesn't put anything on us that we can't bear. Hmm. So uh, I believe this is our time to shine. This is our hour. I just like to encourage the body of Christ, you know, with a noun word. Before we get into the teachings, I, I just want to edify and, and strengthen the body of Christ to to know that, that God has, has uh, called you to this generation. This is your time. And, uh, if you spent any time with the Lord through the years, you know that, that he's prepared you for this hour. Mm. Amen. Amen. So uh, I know i got a little time here, so I would just like to share a little bit. You know, the scripture says out of Isaiah 42, and God told us at the beginning of the year, the end of the year in 2019, that 2020 would be a year that we would have to enforce his victory. Mm. We would have to enforce that. That, that victory on Calvary, you know, I didn't know how much <laughs> how much that was true until now. But uh, in Isaiah 42, uh, it, it talks about in verse verse four. It says that uh, he shall not fail nor be discouraged until he has set righteousness in the earth, judgment, and the isles shall wait for his law. In other words, Christ. Uh, uh, he was not discouraged. He did not fail in his assignment, his mission. And uh, Isaiah was prophesying uh, before the cross and before he finished his assignment, uh, Isaiah was prophesying that he would not fail. And uh, uh, we know that, that Lucifer rebelled and Adam failed in his assignment and, and the nation of Israel backslid in their assignment. So Christ came and Isaiah was prophesying of Jesus that he would not fail. And if you pick up the story, you go to the end, you go to Revelation chapter 5, verse, verse 2, the stars out, it says, And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the book and to loose the seals thereof? No man in heaven 
knowing her neither under the earth was able to open the book, neither to look thereon. And I wept much because no man was found worthy to open and to read the book, neither to look thereon. And one of the elders said unto me, Weep not, behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, had prevailed to open the book. So we see that he finished his assignment. He did not fail. So we can enforce that victory on Calvary and what Christ did and all that he did for us. It's a time now to proclaim that victory and to enforce uh, our inheritance in the earth. And uh, today we'll be talking about the clashing of two kingdoms, and we'll see how this, these kingdoms clash along with the dis, different dispensations. But here I'd like to encourage the body of Christ. It's not a time to, you know, to get into the, the, the head and try to explain God. And all. No, 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 no. It's a time to proclaim his victory. It's time to proclaim what God has done in your life all the victories he's given you, all the trials that you, he brought you through. Y'all, this is going to build your faith. All right. the things that God has done for you. It's time to proclaim that right. and give witness and testimony to the triumph and the victory of God in your personal life. That's what we are. This right. is our hour. You know, when crises hit, you know, people slow down and they tend to, to listen a little bit better, don't you think? <laughs> mm, yes. When we're in a crisis, don't you think? People more adaptable to listen when we're in a crisis. And what I mean by that, you know, a lot of times when we're on the rise, things going well and good, you know, uh, you, you don't necessarily need to listen to the Word of God. But when things uh, go a little bit astray uh, and pressure hit, you know, we slow down a little bit and we say, wait a minute, we need some help. So even in those times, you know, our Father is gracious. And I'm here to say there is help right now. Hmm. There's help for the body of Christ. Yes. There's help for men and women out there. You know, a lot of people are in stress right now because of financial stress. A lot of people are sick. But I'm here to tell you that God is still on the throne, hmm. and God is still able to reach. Hallelujah. He's still able to reach any man and woman that will call upon his name. And Amen. I'm so convinced the Scripture says that, that if they that call upon the name of the Lord, they shall be saved. Say, made whole. Amen. So I encourage you out there. If you're in the stress, you're in the valley, you're in a situation, call upon the name of the Lord right now. Hmm. He's able to help you. <laughs> and as Isaiah 43 witness says that uh, we're called to be his witnesses right now. That's See? right. We're called to bring, and that's what I mean by it's a time to proclaim what he's done in your life. Use it as a testimony to bring that evidence of his resurrection. See? And, uh, and I can tell you right now, people are ready to listen right now in America and all over the world. That's right. Because like you were saying, Quincy, things are not as they they were. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole new world, you know. It's, uh, it, it, you know, but I, I'm with you though. I think, you know, we've talked about this a little bit. I, I think really that it's this, this recalibration that's coming. I, I really think that that, you know, Wilkerson, the, the prophecy that he had in the eighties now is, you know, a lot of people are talking about when, you know, that it's going to be a big virus that comes and, and that it's going to be a catalyst for a big revival. You know, I just really feel like that's coming out of this, but I, you know, I, I don't know that, but I, that's just my feeling. Oh, yeah, God always, you know, God didn't cause this virus, but God will always use, you know, everything Satan does, God will use it to his glory, to his advantage. That's why the said all things working together for our good. That's right. And I, I just believe that, you know, God's not the author of sickness and disease. He didn't, he didn't, 
He's not putting sickness on his people or his children. Um, yeah. The devil is clearly from the scriptures that the thief come to steal, kill, and destroy. Right. And Christ come to give us life. It's not it's his will for us to live and not die. See? You know. Of course, God's going to use this. Uh, I believe where where sin abound or sickness abound, I believe there's going to be much more grace, much more power made available to. Amen. That we can tap into it by faith, right, man. That's what I want to talk about today. Understanding the, the the time zone that we're in again, and being able to take advantage uh, of our opportunities, because the kingdom of God is all about opportunity. Yeah. And every generation, every person, and every generation will be judged based upon their opportunity. And, and we have an opportunity right now to proclaim the victory on Calvary. You see, that, that cross still speaking. 2,000 years ago, uh, and, and right now today, it's still speaking. Yeah. It's still speaking. Yeah. That that Christ has come and given us victory. Amen. And, uh, I, I agree, Quincy, that I believe there's going to be a, a restoration of power, see, uh, back to the body of Christ yeah. like we've never seen before. Because I have a scripture that says in in First uh, uh, Corinthians four twenty. If you look at that for a minute, and this is what the basis of what we're talking about today, First uh, Corinthians four twenty, and it, and it reads that the kingdom of God, see, the kingdom of God is not in word, but the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. It's not in just empty preaching, see. It's not just in words. But God's come to demonstrate. And I believe this is going to be an hour of his demonstration, see, his intervention. It was prophesied in our fellowship that God this be a year of divine intervention. And I believe that's where we are, uh, where God himself now will intervene on behalf of his creation, see. Hmm. And I believe that God still loves his own creation. He hasn't changed. He's not angry or mad because of the cross. He's take, Jesus took away the enmity. He took away all the hostility between us and God. Amen. <laughs> and I, I believe with all my heart that God's going to use this time where Satan is still killing his soul. He's going to use this time to, to, to restore his power back to the ecclesia, the church, yeah. the true ecclesia. And he's going to use ordinary men and ordinary women to bring forth this demonstration. <clears throat> Amen. And I think the superstar days are over. You know, superstar, preach, superstar. That's over with. God's going to use his body. Man, that's, that's good. Ordinary men and women lay hands on folk. Tumors going to dissolve. Viruses is going to dry up. It's already started. See, what? it's already started. As as we represent and get back into our place see, of dominion. Yes, Amen. Whitney, what? Whitney, what do you got? Well, the the Bible clearly tells us that no flesh shall glory in His presence. Amen. And <laughs> so, yeah, I agree. We will be right back with more with Elder Jeff Arrington on Voice in the Kingdom. All right, and we are back with Voice in the Kingdom. Thank you, Anita. Here we are on the Box 2 Radio Network on this Tuesday morning for Voice in the Kingdom. And we have uh, Brother Jeff Arrington on with us, getting into the teaching this morning. We're going to let him keep on going. We were just uh, in 1 Corinthians 4.20 and uh, getting ready to get into it. Yes. You know, the kingdom of God is not just in talk. The kingdom of God is in in, in dunamis power. And uh, that's what's been lacking, I believe, in the body of Christ because 
uh, a lot of us, you know, a lot of the, the body of Christ, we, we got over into, you know, religion and additives and adding things and our, 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 you know, our own ideas of what God is saying and what God is doing. But I believe there's a remnant that's getting back to the, to the scriptures, see, getting back to the word. And once we align with the word, see, the power returns. Because anytime Jesus is exalted, he's the word of God, the Holy Ghost will manifest. And, and this is where I believe the body of Christ is headed. If you go back to the early church, and that's what we'll do today, the book of Acts, see, we're going to get back into that, that, that representation. And because they were so one with God, so one with the Holy Spirit, he manifested often because they were so in tune or in line. Remember we talked about alignment? They were in alignment, see, under the head, Christ Jesus. And uh, I'll just like to exhort the body of Christ right now. It is a time to trust God before I go into the teaching. Uh, if you don't understand what's going on, just rest in who God is. Amen. You, know, you may not know all that's going on. You may not know why people this and why what's happening here. I encourage you to rest in who God is. And what brings us into rest? Faith and trust mm. brings us into rest. Yeah. And when everybody is slipping out, uh, you know, stressing out, uh, they that know the Lord, see, know that he has our best interest at heart and know that he, he's not a man that he can lie. See? And uh, the scripture in Psalms 511 says, but let all those that put their trust in thee rejoice. Let them ever shout for joy because thou defendest them. Let them also love thy name. For thou, Lord, will bless the righteous with favor and compass him like a shield, with a shield. So we have divine protection. So I encourage you to rest in the Lord in this time and in this hour. And uh, know that God is, is, is still on the throne. He hasn't, he hasn't forsaken the body of Christ. He hasn't forsaken the world. And uh, as long as we're in the world, the church is in the world, Satan just can't do what he wants to do. We're in the way. Praise God. But let's get back to the kingdom of God. Again, the voice in the kingdom and understanding uh, uh, this transitional voice that has given us to to this dispensation of grace in the kingdom right now, and that's where we are. So let's go to, to the book of John, and then we'll get in the book of Acts. Let's go to the book of John. John chapter 5. And let's look at this uh, clashing of kingdoms, also uh, grace and the law clashing. And we'll see this again here in, in this parable or this situation that, that Christ was in. And uh, verse 1 says, After this there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool which is called, in Hebrew tongue, Bethesda. And that word Bethesda in the Greek means house of kindness house of kindness, having five porches, and these laid a great multitude of impotent folk, blind, halted, wildered, waiting for the moving of the water. Now, they had a tradition in those days, and the thought of where uh, the angel would come down and stir the water. And the scripture says, when the angel went down at certain seasons, notice the word season, into the pool and troubled the water, and whosoever then First, after the trouble of the water stepped in, were made whole. Now, underline that word, whole. And of whatsoever disease he had, he was made whole. 
Now, last week we talked about Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8. Remember Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8. That is by faith, by grace, through faith, right? Mm-hmm. Right. That we are saved. And that word saved is the same word, so, so to be made whole. So we see here this man that, that was standing by the water, uh, understood the tradition of that time that an angel would come down, to, but there were so many people in front of him, <laughs> he couldn't beat them into the water. So it says in verse 5, it says, And a certain man was there, which had infirmity 38 years. That's a long time. And when Jesus saw him, lying and knew that he had been there a long time in that case, he said unto him, Will thou be made whole? The impotent man answered him and said, Sir, I have no man. Notice this, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool. But while I am coming, another step before me. And listen to our Lord's response. And Jesus said unto him, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. Now, now see, this is the voice of the kingdom, right? This is the voice of grace right here. Uh, we see that the transition had taken place from the law, right? The voice of the law to the voice of grace. It's not just uh, 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 grace in the in the area of just favor, but grace in the area of influence and power. The man had been sick for 38 years. And notice our Lord's response. Rise, take up thy bed and walk. Now what happened here? Did God just heal him physically? No. In this dispensation, the Lord has come to make us whole. Whole. See, this man was... Healed not just physically, he was healed emotionally, uh, mentally. He was healed, he was made whole. All the shame and all the disgrace of laying on that bed all those years, being sick all those years, God brought instant wholeness to him. See, this is the gospel of the kingdom. God has come to make us whole. Hmm. Verse 9 says, and immediately the man was made whole. 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 Now, at any time that God tell him, uh, uh, to count your sins, and you got to do this, you got to do that <laughs> before you can be made whole. Did y'all read that anywhere? No. I, I don't. Huh? No, sir. In this encounter, I see the Lord said, "Will thou be made whole?" Hmm. And then God says, "Rise, take up thy bed, and walk." And we see that God immediately, uh, uh, Jesus immediately went to his divine assignment. And that was to restore us back to our original formation, to restore mankind back, hallelujah, to what we are supposed to be. Now, this man, not only was he restored physically, but God restored his purpose for life, bringing him into what he was born for. All this was restored back into that rise, take up thy bed, and walk. See, it's something about sin that cripples a man. It's something about religion that brings us into, to see, paralyzes us. But when the pure seed comes, the pure word of the kingdom comes, not only does it have power to heal the body, but it restores the mind, the soul, see. It renews the spirit, right? So we're talking about spirit, soul, and body, see. And that's the message that the body of Christ needs. They need the whole counsel of God, the fullness of that blessing Paul talked about in Romans. What's the fullness of the blessing? Not only God heals bodies, not only God forgives sins, but God restores souls. He can restore your soul, your purpose. See, 
This is kingdom, see. And uh, it deals with the hundredfold blessing of Calvary, see. And that's what I want. I want the hundredfold blessings, see. Not only, God, not only did God forgive us for our sin, not only God will heal our bodies, but God will heal our soul, our minds, our will, our emotions. Do y'all see that? Amen. This man not only took up his bed, but he took up his purpose for life again, glory to God. Mm -hmm. Now, the Bible don't goes on to show the rest of his life, but I guarantee you from that day forward, hallelujah, his spirit was quickened, made alive, his body was made whole, and his mind was renewed, and I guarantee you, glory to God, he stepped into his purpose for life. Mm -hmm. You see, so many men and women uh, are searching for their purpose, see, even in the body of Christ, see. You get born again, you go right into a system or whatever, and, and you find that there's still something missing. There's something missing. Yeah. When you're in this, this uh, confinement of, uh, of a religion or whatever, or whatever you may, the case may be, because I know there's good people in denominations, great men of God is, is in denominated churches. I know that. But I'm here to tell you the kingdom of God has no end to it. Right. Yeah. And what happens with the kingdom is, is, is it has a force or an ability to, to fulfill a man or a woman when, they, when they, their eyes are open to God's kingdom, see. And that's why Christ came and, and he dealt with men's hearts and he began to restore them when it comes to their original purpose as men and women. So we see here this man was restored. Now it's time for men and women to take up their bed. That's prophetic to me, to this generation. So we've been paralyzed too long. Mm. Is that not true? Yeah. We've been crippled too long, and uh, God is wanting to to restore again see, the joy of our salvation. He wants to restore the fullness of the blessing, see. not part here and part there and, and and part truth here and part truth. God wants us to recognize that that He made uh, uh, He created the fivefold ministry. He created all that for one reason. That's for us to grow up into Christ. See, grow up into Christ. And not into a man-made anything. Right. He wants us to grow into Christ, and that's what it's all about. So yeah. we see here, it's time to take up your bed and walk. Amen. Come into that purpose of what God has birthed you for. You may right. be crippled, paralyzed in your growth in Christ. You haven't grown in years. It's the same old, same old, same old. But I'm here to tell you, there's no searching of his understanding. Amen. A, God is a deep, deep well. Mm. And there's Amen. so much more, man, of God, woman of God. Go ahead, Whitney's, Whitney's got something. Whitney's got something. Well, we don't we have, don't we have to go to break? We do. Go ahead, with and then this. we got a uh, one of our listeners texted a question. Okay, do so, you want to do? Do you want to do your comment before we go to break, or do you want to come back with it? I'd say it's going to take him a minute. To answer okay, all right. Well, let's go on to our break, and we'll come back with the question then. All right, good times here on a Tuesday. Alrighty, and we're back with Voice in the Kingdom. Welcome on back in here to the Box 2 Radio Network, and this is Voice in the Kingdom on a Tuesday morning. We have Elder Jeff Arrington on the phone, and we have a question uh, from a listener that Brother Whitney has for us, and so we're going to get right in with that. The question is, Brother Jeff, we're talking about being born again, and um, he goes back to that uh, chapter and verse, you know, in uh, John okay. chapter 3, verse 2. And the question is, it says they knew he was from God because of the signs 
and that is when Jesus told them, you must be born again to see the kingdom of heaven. So what uh-huh. what do the signs pertain to the kingdom of heaven? That's the question. Uh, what does the sign? Yeah, because Nicodemus, you know, he came and he said, we know you are from God because of the sign. No man can do these signs. Miracles, yeah. 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 So so what what did the, the signs pertain to as far as him saying you must be born again and part of the question was you know jesus hadn't went to the cross and he's already telling him to be born again so that's yeah that, that deals with i mean like i said the kingdom of god is not just in word but in demonstration and power and this is what uh, uh we lost through the years as far as the, the true ecclesia we have we have spots here and there uh, of, of mighty signs and wonders and you know, we don't live by miracles anyway, but, but God performs miracles because he loves his people. Now, now Christ, Nicodemus recognized that, that no man can do these miracles except the power of God be with him. And uh, this is where God, Jesus, was saying, he, he went a little deeper than just miracles. Jesus went to the chase. Now, if you're going to understand my kingdom, that's what Jesus was saying. Now, if you're going to relate to me and try to understand my kingdom, you got to be born of the Spirit. See? That's where that came from. He went a little deeper than just miracles. See, Nicodemus was recognizing the miracles. He understood that a natural man can't do this. But Jesus went a little deeper. He said, now, if you're going to relate to me in the kingdom of heaven where I'm from, you're going to have to be born of the Spirit like me. See, Jesus was born of the Spirit. He was the Lord from heaven. But the same thing he more or less told the disciples when he said, Rejoice not that the de- the devils are subject to you, but rejoice that your name uh-huh. is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Yeah, yes, you're part of something greater than just, just miracles. Uh, uh, God performs miracles because he loves people and he wants us whole. But the, but the greater uh, blessing is that we're part of a, a, a kingdom that has no end to it, a government that has no end to it. We're part of a, a, a uh, if you would, a kingdom citizens of a of a kingdom, hallelujah, that's going to be here forever. That's what Jesus said. My kingdom is going to be forever, man. Don't rejoice just in miracles. Rejoice that you're part of something that has no end. So I'm, I'm thankful that uh, we're part of something eternal, see, not right. temporal. Amen. And, and miracles become because people are, you know, because of sin and people need a miracle. You know, if your leg cut off, you need a miracle, you know. And, and God... He loves us so much, see, he performs miracles. But that's not, you know, uh, you don't stop there. Uh, you, you, you keep moving and, and you come into the revelation of who you are and who Christ is in you. That's the greater good. See, that's the greater blessing. And that's what he's saying. Nicodemus, if you don't relate to me, you got to be born of the Spirit. If you don't understand this whole realm of the kingdom. Right. And, uh, that's what we're talking and about. And it goes back to the, what you're teaching today about being made whole, about being made complete. Uh, yeah. Being yeah. filled with the fullness of God, not just uh, a little here and a little yeah. there. Yeah. Amen. And then, you know, if you, if you read on down, uh, he healed him on the Sabbath. He told him to take his bed up, and, and the Pharisees got a hold of him. Again, here we go. This is the clashing of the two orders of dispensation, the law and, and grace. The, the, the Sadducee, Pharisee, uh, they got on to the man about carrying his bed on the Sabbath. <laughs> <laughs> Not even paying attention that the man had, had been paralyzed for 38 years. They didn't even see that. The only thing they saw, he was carrying his bed on the Sabbath. Right. Religion. 
Yeah. And verse 10. <laughs> the Jews, therefore, said unto him, that, that was cured, it is the Sabbath day. It is not lawful. <laughs> I can't help but laugh, you Well, these be carried out bed. That a man had been crippled for 38 years, guys. <laughs> But see, we so they were so indoctrinated and so in love with their their their, their religion that they didn't see the the man was healed, and, and that's what religion will do to you. It'll blind you, man. I, I was getting ready to say you. that same uh, thing. I was getting ready to say that same thing. Isn't it amazing how religion blinds us to what the Lord is actually trying to do? Yeah. <laughs> yes, so we make it a god. See, and, and, and see, and the Sabbath had become such a, a idol to them. They didn't see that the man, hallelujah, was healed by his, his creator, God. And God loves the man more than he loves a, a, a Sabbath day. you got to be kidding me. Uh, you know, what I see right there, Brother Jeff, is if you just was paralyzed for 38 years, what are you going to want to do? You're going to want to run through the streets. You're not going to want to carry a bed. But right out the gate, he said, all right, Lord, you told yeah, me I was to carry say, this he was bed, obedient. so I'm going to carry this yeah. bed. I'm not really wanting to do this today. I'm wanting to run through the streets and go <laughs> to my family and say, hey, I'm healed, I'm healed. But <clears throat> right out of the gate, he was obedient. Yep. There's such yep. so much yep. to be but said for obedience. God knew he was going to run into the Pharisees. He knew right. that Jesus knew. That's right. He wanted to show us something right here. He was throwing shade right there. <laughs> <laughs> he said, hey, go take your bed. I know you're about to walk by some people. Go ahead and carry that just so they see <laughs> On the Sabbath, and see if they recognize that you are healed and whole, or recognize that you're carrying your bed. I was going to say, let's see uh, what they Sabbath. see first. Come back and tell me. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. You see, that's what happens. See, we get so indoctrinated with and so in love with our our doctrines and our religion and our creeds and our stuff, we don't recognize see the kingdom of God in action or Man. in work. See, and, and it stifles uh, our growth, and that's what we're talking about here now. I was using this illustration because it, it, it carries on even to the disciples and to the apostles in the book of Acts. So let's go to uh, Acts chapter 3. You see, this is the clashing of, 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 of dispensation, the law and grace, the clashing of the kingdom of darkness, the kingdom of light. You see it all the way through the scriptures, over and over and over again played out. The flesh and the spirit, I mean, all kinds of ways. Now let's go to Acts chapter 3. Verse 1, it says, now, now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer. The hour. And a certain man, lame, here we go again, lame from his mother's womb, was carried. Whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that enter into the temple. Now, the Greek word for this this word, beautiful, is belonging to the right season and the right time. Gate called beautiful. And who's seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, ask alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon them with John, said, look on us. And he gave heed to them, expecting to receive something with them. And then Peter said, silver and gold have I known, but such as I have, huh? I give. Amen. Such as I have, I give unto thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. 
So here we go again. Yeah. Now, what does this man receive? Just healing in his legs? No. No. He received the whole counsel of God. I mean, he received the whole, when he says in the name, in that name, it's, it's the whole nature, divine nature of God himself, the whole counsel of God, the whole power, power of God they were giving him. It wasn't just a physical healing, see? It was a whole spirit, soul, and body restoration. And that's what God has come to do. Now it's carrying over into the book of Acts. The same way their master, Jesus Christ, did the, that man for 38 years, it carried over into the same anointing was on Peter and John. And they said, rise, man, in the name, in the nature, in the character, in the power, and who God is rise up and walk amen see we think it's just you know a flippantly name that you, you sign the signature no 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 we're talking about the whole character of who god is he said god is not a liar he's not a man that he should lie if god said i come to restore and heal rise up and walk this man believed he got up glory to god he took him up by the right hand lifted him up and immediately his feet and ankles and bones receive strength. See, the kingdom of God is not in word only, but is in power and demonstration. And verse 8, this is what you were talking about with me. And he, leaping up, stood, walked, entered with them into the temple, walking, leaping, and praising God. Amen. Right. See, when you encounter Jesus Christ, your whole life changes. I'm talking about the Jesus of the, I'm the real true. I'm not talking about the mingle, uh, another Jesus that, that, you know, this American gospel. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about the gospel of the kingdom. Amen. When you make Jesus, your whole life changes, man. It makes you want to leap <laughs> and <laughs> run. That's right. And praise God. Amen. And we see here, this is the New Testament ecclesia in action. This is what we are, our foundation, this is what is, is returning, the restoration of this type of our encounters is returning back to the body of Christ. We didn't remember we was talking about miracles, Whitney? Yes. See, this happened because they were in direct, see, alignment with the head of the church, right? See, they were under his direct rule. There was no additives, there were no, you know, man ideas or, uh, into, you know, trying to infiltrate the, the system and, and build upon Satan's foundation was trying to obey God under the principle of lawlessness. No, 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 no. These disciples, these disciples were directly under the head Christ Jesus. Therefore, they had the same results that their master had when they spoke to the sick. And I believe this is what God is wanting to restore back to the body of Christ. You know why? Because it goes back to that, that understanding of that gate. That word means to be, it has to do with belonging to the right season and the right time. And I believe that God has raised us up and put us at the right season at the right time. And that gate called beautiful is Christ himself. He's the gate called beautiful. All we got to do is step through, glory to God. And the whole kingdom is available. Amen. And we go through this gate. See, we go through this gate. And this is a shift in thinking, a shift in our paradigm, see. There are gates in our minds that we have to go through. And right now, this is a gate that God is preaching uh, uh, called the gate called beautiful, where the saints get to explore the whole counsel of God without see, without the mixture of religion that waters down see, the power of God. It cannot manifest 
in our religion to the degree that God wants to manifest. But we're at a season right now, see, that, that this type of encounter is going to be restored to the body of Christ and is being restored. And I believe God's going to use ordinary people. So it's not going to be uh, what we've created, uh, superstar preachers, superstar, you know. We just <laughs> we continue to do the same as the world. This is going to be ordinary men and women who love God, who love Amen. God. Amen. Who have a walk with God, who have a relationship with God. They're going to be in the marketplace to see somebody in a wheelchair. They're going to say, you know what? In the name of Jesus, <laughs> Woo. rise up and walk. Mm. Uh, we, we had another uh, a text in while you're talking, and it says, uh, I understand what happened when Jesus told the disciples to receive the Holy Spirit, and this happened uh-huh. before the upper room. So, you know, because that's a, that's a great... Uh, uh, controversy in the body of Christ. You know what happened when Jesus told them to receive the Holy Spirit when uh-huh. when they were supposed to wait for the promise. So, and uh, now this happened. This is Acts chapter three. So uh, they had already received the power from on high. Right. Acts chapter two. Right. But he's uh, the listener is is bringing it back to um, just listen to the whole teaching. You know. Uh-huh. That's that's just, well, that's what this, they text me. See, this is where the early church, this is where the, the, our beginning, see, the, the ecclesia was born in power. We weren't born in weakness. The ecclesia, the, the, the church, the body of Christ. Right. When the Holy Spirit came, he brought power. If you understand the word dunamis, it means miraculous power. He brought power. And in those early days, those early years, he often manifested. But as the years went on, see, we began to, to deviate from the pattern. We began to, you know, <laughs> let's say, you know, we all divided and got all these different doctrines, see. But I believe God's going to, right now, raise, like he's raise up a remnant to his sons and daughters who represent. See, it's all about representation. What you see in Peter, he represented exactly what Jesus did. I read out of John, he did the same thing in representation right. of the kingdom. He wasn't representing his denomination. He was representing Jesus Christ. Right? Right. And see, that's where we're getting back to. We're getting back to representing the kingdom. Yes. And then the denomination doesn't matter anymore. Well, what denomination a man is in or, or not, it doesn't matter. See, the, what matters is he's part, you see, he's partnered with Christ himself. See, and it gets back to Christ, the person himself, Christ himself. Not the knowledge of Christ, see, but Christ himself. And this is what God is doing. He's discipling men himself. He may use men to do it, but it's the right spirit. And there's a remnant, I'm telling you, there's a remnant out there that's, uh, that's hungry for this type of uh, encounter, see. And God wants to use you. He wants to use them. He wants to use me. He wants to use those that, that are apart with him. Now, this has not, this is not just uh, out of miracle. I'm talking about he wants to make me in whole, Right? That's the gospel of the kingdom. He wants to make you whole. He wants to heal your mind, your will, and your emotions. He wants to heal all, the whole body, the whole soul, the whole spirit made whole. And I guarantee you now, if we read on, uh, of course, if we go down a little bit further, it says that uh, this man, he, of course, he leaped and praised God. He went into the temple with them. And uh, verse 10 says, and they knew that it was he was set for arms at the beautiful gate of the temple belonging to the right season and the right time. 
and they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which was happening to him. And the scripture says that they began to 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 inquire what happened, and if you read on down, Peter began to preach them the whole counsel of God. And he began to share with them. And the Bible says many of them believed because of this one encounter. See, people don't need to just, I'm saying, Father, people don't, we got preachers everywhere. Is that not witness preachers, preachers, right? Right. That's, we got preachers. But what people want to see is power. <laughs> power. Word and power. Word and spirit, right? Right. That's what's returning back to the body of Christ. I don't want to just, it's just like when I told the Lord when he sent me to Liberia with me. I said, now, Lord, I don't want to go to Liberia if I'm broke. They broke and I'm broke, and I'm preaching the gospel. <laughs> I said, that ain't going to work for me. And God raised up a, a, a remnant of supporters when I go, and they make sure we, we have, and when we go, we don't only just preach the word. We bring groceries. We, we buy them lunch. We buy them food. We buy them demonstration. You see what I'm talking about? Right. Amen. I'm going over there preaching, preaching, and I'm just as broke as they are. Right? Amen. That's exactly what kind right. of witness is that? Amen. That's what we did. We fed everybody we came in contact with. There you go. And then we found out uh, uh, the Muslims over there are trying to make an entrance in, over there in Liberia, Africa. And what they're doing is they're targeting poor neighborhoods. And what they're doing, they're bringing groceries. Yeah. And see, see, question, the saints, they bring tracks, papers. Right. Yeah. And, and the Muslims, they bring groceries. Which, which God you gonna believe in when you're hungry? <laughs> and that's that's a, that's a powerful statement. You were talking about that that word and power. There's a big difference there. Yeah, see, the Muslims bring demonstration. Allah gonna feed you. Allah love you. Allah all that lying stuff. No, 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 no. I'm saying God. No, 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 no. The gospel of the kingdom. You've empowered me. You 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 given me the ability see, to get well. You, you link me to people that that will help and support and witness of your your power, your deliverance, Lord Jesus. Not only God wants to heal them, He wants to feed them. He wants to make them see that the kingdom of God is not just word. Amen. Right. Right. Amen. When you're hungry, I mean, no, you don't want just a track. Uh, this this listener done. He texts me the. Exact chapter, verse, and everything. I think he's wanting you to clarify something here. Uh, John twenty twenty two says, And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Whoever right. sins you remit, they are remitted unto them. And whoever uh -huh. sins you retain, they are retained. So could you uh, just, what, what's your uh, view on those two verses? Well, when he left, he, he breathed in them to them the Holy Ghost. See, of another, uh, if you would, another uh, uh, illustration of the transitional change from the law to grace and the Spirit, the dispensation of the Holy Spirit. He breathed for them the self same Spirit that he had. That's why Peter was able to represent because he had the self same Spirit that Jesus had. And when we receive the Holy Ghost, we receive the self same Spirit. And now we're able to, to to represent and duplicate the same signs and wonders of miracles, the same growth, maturity, and coming to season because of the Holy Spirit working in us, not just outward miracles, but causing us to grow as sons and daughters and come more and more and more into maturity where we come into this, this place of growth where God is able to trust us, see? Amen. With the power, with the power. 
You can't give a a, a, a two year old a, a, a three fifty seven Magnum. <laughs> huh? I agree, brother. I, I think what are you gonna do with it? I think that I know this this person. I think more or less what what they're getting at is Jesus told him to receive the Holy Ghost there, but then on Pentecost is the day the Holy Ghost was poured out. So did they get the same spirit then? They were waiting on the promise. Uh, how do you, how's your view on all that? Well, that doesn't matter. They got the same Holy Ghost. See, you got to understand God is see Jesus not He's not subject to to any times or seasons. And if you look at the Gospels. The Gospels, he oftentimes would, would, would step into uh, another season because he's God. He don't, he, he's not bound by seasons and times like we are, see. <laughs> he told a woman uh, from Samaritan, he said, girl, it ain't time for me to give you the children bread, but because of your faith, see. He, didn't, he wasn't supposed to do that. She was supposed to wait till the Gentiles came in. But because of her, her faith, Jesus overrode that law and said, no, 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 no. Your faith, girl, go home. Your daughter is whole, even though you're a Gentile. Thing. Wow, like he did so with his, like he did God's with his mother, subject, huh? Like he did with his mother when she said, um, "Turn the water into wine." He said, "It's not my yeah. my time yet." Yeah, 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 yeah. He said, "She said, uh, 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 just do what he tell you to do." Right? Because she knew him. <laughs> she carried the man. She knew the angel talked to her. Said, "This boy gonna be the son of God." She knew her son. See, Amen. so she overrode all that and said, "Just do whatever he tell you to do." Right. Amen. And what did he do? He told them to go get what? Water. Some water pots, right? Yeah. And even one of these little old flower pots, these were big giant barrels, man. If right. you study, these were no water pots, these were barrels. <laughs> he told them, fill them up, right? Right. He filled them up with water. Now, and then he gave some, some wine to the governor. And what did the governor say? He said, I ain't never tasted nothing like this, man. Amen. Yeah. This is the best. And the thing is, you know, you got to understand, when you make wine, you got to understand, the grape, first of all, you have to sow the, the grape vine, then you got to step on the grape, you got to wait till the grape comes to full maturity, right? Then you pluck the grape, then you put it in, then you got to trample the grape to get the wine. He skipped all of that process, did he not? <clears throat> and still had it better than any the of them ever had. Right. Huh? And still had it better all, than any of them ever had. Yeah, he skipped all the natural law, right? Right. Of wine. Of making wine. Yes, he did. Because he's God. Once Amen. again, he's showing himself, I'm not bound by seasons. Hallelujah. I, I, don't have to plant, I don't have to plant a seed and wait till the grape come to full maturity, then have y'all to pluck it, then have y'all to make the wine. I can make the wine by just speaking the words. <laughs> Lord, have mercy, Jesus. You are awesome, Lord. Amen. And the Bible says that the governor said, Lord, have mercy. This is the best wine. Mm. <laughs> And they had eight barrels, what, six barrels of that stuff, man. Yeah. It wasn't just, just for that. I mean, he, he probably started a business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When, when God touch it, man, it becomes the best. Yeah. I'm telling you, there's nobody like Jesus. He's a miracle worker. And I'm telling you, that same spirit that was on him, he gave it to the disciples. And the same, that same spirit that came from heaven, the upper room is 120 received. And the same spirit they received is the same spirit Cornelius received as a Gentile when, when he went to Cornelius' house. It's the same self-spirit. And it's on us today. See? That's how powerful it is. 2,000 years ago, the same Holy Ghost that raised Jesus from the dead quickens our mortal body. Amen. 
Hallelujah. Why? Because we're in the right season at the right time. <laughs> I thank God we're on this side of Calvary. We're, we belong to the right season at the right time. That's it. And I'm here to tell you, body of Christ, you were born right on time. Yeah. And <laughs> and God has the best. The script says he said the best wine to last. That's guess who is prophesying to our generation. He's prophesying to this generation. He said the best wine for now. And the wine represents the ministry. And you're going to see ministries break out under the rule of the kingdom of God, not wild, independent ministries doing what they want to do. But you're going to see ministries that, that are linked to the head, Christ Jesus, and that's where the power is going to flow. Hmm. It's not going to be these long range of ministries that are doing what they want to do and building their own kingdom and lying to the people to support it. Amen, Brother Jeff. There's going to be men and women who, who other men and women will discern, see, before they put their money out oh. there, they're going to discern is this guy of God or not. That's right. They're going to flip and they throw their money around and, and, and bring their money to, to false apostles. They're not going to do that. They're building their own kingdoms. There's going to be a mature saint that, that dominate this realm of finances, and they're going to direct it where it needs to go. Glory. See, they're not going to be foolish and just slap their money all over the place when, when men are building their own kingdoms. See? Man. And using the Lord's gifts to do it. Woo. It's probably a good price and to I know take this out there. I know there's usury out there, and then they seduce the people to support them. Support me, support me, support me, support me, support me. And all they're doing is building their own kingdom. Right. So you have the false with the real, but then you got the real apostolic, the real false that are building the, the house, the house. Or we're getting into so, the real. That's good. So we need discernment. We, we're bringing, Father, I thank you that you raised up a generation to have discernment to know the difference. Right. Amen. And starving for that truth and that real. All right. We're going to take our bottom of the hour break right here, and we're going to come back with more with Brother Jeff Arrington here on this Tuesday morning. All right, and we're back with Voice in the Kingdom. Yes, we are here on the Box 2 Radio Network. Thank you, Anita. Uh, Rose Reed got our second trivia question correct. What was Timothy's grandmother's name? That was Lois. And uh, also asking for prayer uh, for health going through chemo right now. Uh, Miss Rose uh, said she would love to have uh, some prayer. So uh, actually, how about we do that, gentlemen, real quick. Uh, Miss Rose Reed, who just got our trivia question uh, correct, uh, is requesting some prayer for her health as she's going through some chemo treatments. And Brother Jeff, I'll, I'll let you start praying. And, and Whitney, if you want to catch in or one of us wants to come on in, we'll, we'll, let, we'll let Jeff get us started on that. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I thank you for what you have already done from Rose right now. Yes, Jesus. And I thank you, Father, even now that cancer is drying up in her body. God, even now, from this day forward, she grows stronger and stronger and stronger, Lord. And you raise her, Father, as a testimony of your yes, goodness Jesus. and your power, Lord. And I thank you today, from this day forward, God, her body will respond, hallelujah, to your word. 
And right now, I, you sent your word right now. You've already healed her and delivered her. And I say to Rose, it's time to rise up and take up your bed and walk mm. and finish, hallelujah, your life in power, hallelujah, in health and prosperity in the name of Jesus. For this is the will of God, that you live and not die and glorify his great name. And we agree with heaven for the will of God to be done in your life, Ms. Rose, in Jesus' name. Mm, Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Well, Amen. that is that is good. And, and Miss Rose, thanks for calling in and sharing your prayer request and also answering the trivia question. We appreciate you very much. And, uh, Lord, I agree that the Lord is going to do a big work right there. All right. Uh, do you have any other questions right here, Brother Whitney? I know you've had some folks texting you this morning. I have some questions, but one of them goes back to what we discussed a couple of weeks ago about repentance. It says, at the gate, beautiful, wasn't he already turned and trying to get to the water, going toward, trying to get his healing? He was already turned toward his miracle. Everything he is saying sounds wonderful, good, but I hear no repentance. Not religion, but Jesus said, without repentance, no one will be saved. And then it says, the whole counsel of God line up. Well, we, we, we discussed all, I don't know who this listener is, but we discussed all that two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. That Jeff isn't saying that, that there's not repentance, but what he's saying is, and I don't mean to speak for you, Jeff, but what, what he's saying is that repentance isn't just saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, and crying some tears. Repentance is once God makes that transformation in your heart, now you don't go back. Yeah, it's that turn. It's that turn. Yeah. So, yeah. But anyway, that was our question. Um but scriptures speak for itself. You see, every time God encountered the man, he said, "Will y'all be made whole?" Right. And He's already forgiven. He said, "He said to the lame man, he said, your sins be forgiven you.'" Amen. Your sins be forgiven you. The only God knows the heart. See, he, I mean, we can we can we can come up with what we like, you know, repentance and all. That's fine. But God judges all that. See, and I'm not going to get caught up with debating all that. That's not necessary. What I'm here to proclaim is that this dispensation is about what God has done. Uh, not more, more what we did or didn't do, but what, what God has done. Now, automatically, Jesus is light. The light comes, you're going to turn from darkness because of the light. Amen. Automatically, see. That's what happened with our kids. Jesus mentioned not one thing about repentance. And he said, you know, if I hold in the man, I'm going to pay him back. <laughs> the light was there, man. The light was turned on. He saw it. Christ didn't have to say a word. Amen. <laughs> About his past and stealing folk money and, and, and robbing. That's because right. when that when that New Testament, when you preach Jesus Christ, the light comes on, man. The roaches get to running. You know how they be put the light on, right? <laughs> Scurry. All the all the bugs and all the stuff. <laughs> they try to hide, and there's no way to hide. So men turn from their sin when they meet Jesus at the foot of the cross. It automatically happens, and that's what this dispensation is all about, huh? It's all about a man going to say, Father, I was wrong. Father, I'm unclean. Peter said, I'm unclean. Get away from me, Jesus. I'm unclean. He saw himself. See, it's the power of that light, the power of cross. Now, you try to hold on to your religion and, and a doctrine and a, and a, see, and a formula, see, you're going to stifle the Holy Ghost because everybody's transit, everybody's encounter may be different, right? Some some might get knocked off their beast on the road to Damascus, right? right. Some might be lowered down. Uh, 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 by their buddies into the presence of God. And he said, God, I forgive you. You know, some may press in through the crowd and touch the hem of his garment. Hmm. Some may, you just, see, we can't put God in a box, in a formula that becomes religion. You can't do that. What that? He manifests all kind of ways. 
people get born again, all kind of encounters with the Lord. Yes, repentance, yes, yes. Returning from your sin, turning to God, of course, of course, of course. But you can't make that out of a, a, a formula uh, uh, that everybody has to do that the same way. It doesn't happen like that. Right. In the New Testament. Amen. If you, did you not just read all those those encounters? Did you not see all those encounters? Right. Not one time did God did the God says now I, I want you to confess all your sins before I heal your body. No, He said, "What is it easy for me to say? Thy sins be forgiven thee. I'll take up thy bed and walk. You are forgiven. Amen. Don't go sin no more." Well, the, did you not say that? The same listener just texted us. Okay, I was misunderstanding. Sorry, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> that's yeah. right. Amen. So that's, See, that's what we're talking about. We're moving on in this New Testament of grace, and we're going to allow the Holy Spirit to be who he is and to deal with people where they are, right, in their situation. You and believe me, amen. ain't nobody going to skip past God with, with, with not turning from their sin, brother. You don't have to worry about that. Jesus <laughs> The Lord is holy. I, I know a phrase you say a lot is redeem the times. Yeah. You were getting ready to talk about the king, this, these two kingdoms clashing, and I don't want to take that away from you. So, so let us let yeah. it hit on that topic here before we get off this airway. Well, we see that uh, if you go to Acts chapter 4, the kingdoms were clashing again. It says, that, and as they spoke unto the people, the priests, here we go again, and the captains of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them. Now, listen to this. Being grieved. Grieved by what? Because the man was healed. <laughs> the religion, they, they were grieved. Instead of rejoicing, <laughs> see? <laughs> who cares how it happened? Huh? <laughs> it should have been, who cares how it happened or why God did it? Let's just get excited that it did, that it happened, right? That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> That's my point. I can't see the forest That's for the, the trees. <laughs> It is, it is hilarious, man. God help us. You know, God help us. I'm telling you the truth. Help us, Jesus. But they agreed. They're supposed to be the leaders now. They're supposed to be the leaders. They're supposed to be the man. They're supposed to be the God's boys, well taught in the Torah, well taught in the Word of God. And they were grieved that they had taught the people and preached through Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they laid hands on them and put them in, in the hole until the next day. Now, see, clashing of kingdoms. What spirit was working in them? It was the old order, new order clashing again, scripture says. They clashed, the new order and the old order. And everywhere Jesus went, there was a clashing of the old way and the old way of thinking. And Satan lurking, see, trying to keep uh, uh, the Lord from progressing to that next thing that God wanted to do, and that's to bring the body of Christ out of the realm of the flesh into the realm of the spirit, mankind, if you would. Because until Christ, we walked in the flesh, for years and years until Jesus showed up. See, now He's the gate into the way of the Spirit. He's that beautiful gate. See, and and the, and the Bible says if you read on down, let's go. Let's redeem the time here. Let's look at uh, verse seven. And when they had set them in the midst, they asked, "By what authority, or by what name, have you done this?" <laughs> All they did was demand. <laughs> All they did, Quincy, was raise the man up. Mm -hmm. They act like they stole to kill somebody. Yep. Right. Huh? So they're trying to catch him again. Yeah. They're trying to check. They're trying to catch him in semantics. Yeah. Yep. You see the clashing of the other kingdoms right here. 
Then Peter still, listen, still with the Holy Ghost said unto them, you rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day be examined a judge of this good deed done to this impotent man, by what means he has made, by what means he has made whole, be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him does this man stand here before you whole. Mm. Let it be interrogated. The man is made whole. They should be rejoicing. Uh, What's the in, yes, the interesting context? Agree. Huh? The interesting context is that these religious leaders, you know what they were most afraid of? The Roman government not giving them what they need. There you go. They were so afraid of making the governors that were set upon them from the Roman government upset that they were trying to do anything they could to squash uh, these things that they thought would upset the Roman government. <laughs> instead, of, instead of rejoicing that yep. one of their, their own is made whole by yep. the power of God. Yep. See, that's what it is when your motives are wrong. That's what I mean by the clashing of kingdoms. Yeah. Money may be at the bottom of this, this thing, of course, but I'm telling you, that's the clashing of kingdoms. They go behind the scene. Satan is behind this thing. Yeah. Every time Christ will manifest the power from another world on this world, see, he will rise up. Anytime that, that power from on high will manifest outwardly, when men can see it, Satan will rise up. Right. See, it, try to squash it. It reminds me back where in the other book we were you were preaching out of or teaching out of. Jesus said, "If I have told you earthly things and you believe not, how shall you believe if I tell you heavenly things?" Hmm. <laughs> well, there you go, and that's why you got to be born of the spirit to relate to him. That's right, and that's why this clashing of the kingdom. See, we see we, now you can understand every time you read the gospels, you'll see it. You'll see behind the scenes that there's a clashing of kingdoms. See. And philosophies and, and ways, and you see the old order versus the new order in the Book of Acts. You see it all the way down through here. Now we got time for. I mean, we got time for one more. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. See, and we if we read on down here, we're not going to finish it. But but of course, uh, Peter began to say, "There's no other name given among men whereby we must be made whole than Jesus Christ." And I'm here to tell you, 2,000 years later, there's still power in that name. Because that yes. name, uh, in that name is the nature, hallelujah, the nature of God himself. Hmm. And the word became flesh and dwelled among us. See? Yeah. In the beginning was the word, mm, and yeah. the word was God. So we, we see that the word of God, see, is what Satan fears the most. Hmm. Yeah. That's why he don't want saints to get that word in their heart, see. He don't want saints to, to, to receive that, that seed, the word of God, because it's God himself. Mm. And what happens is when we meditate that word and we begin to illuminate and, and just eat that word of God, faith is produced. Yeah. He he gets and tired of hearing he gets tired of hearing it is written. <laughs> yes. All right, and we're back with Voice in the Kingdom. Thank you, Anita. We are uh, very appreciative of your work every day here at the Box 2 Radio Network, along with our engineer, Roger, and bookkeeper, 
uh, Mr. John and our uh, manager, Connie, Whitney Ward here in with us in the studio. We thank everybody for being part of this. And Jeff, on Tuesdays, we appreciate your time. And so we've got this one last segment here this morning uh, to drive home uh, what you've been talking about this morning. And uh, these clash of the, the clash of the kingdoms. That's a that's a <laughs> if we were doing one of those, where, you know, pastor gets up and said, I've titled this sermon clash of the kingdoms. Yeah, that's good stuff. <laughs> You know, it's still clashing to this day and our day. You know, there's a clashing of two kingdoms, you know. And uh, if, if you study the Word of God, that's that's why Herod rose up. You remember years ago when, when he found out <laughs> that, that, that there was, there was going to be a king coming, a child was going to be born, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, Herod rose up. You know, Satan was behind that. Of course, he was behind Herod's soul, killing all those ch- children under two trying to stop the king from being born, but he didn't succeed. So we, we see that, that this kingdom has been clashing for 2,000 years, ever since Christ came forth from Mary's womb. Probably there's been a clashing of kingdoms like no before. But let, let's pick up this last clashing here in Acts chapter 14. Everybody look at Acts 14, verse 1. It says, and it came to pass in Iconia that they went both together into the synagogue of the Jews. And so spoke that a great multitude, both of the Jews and also of the Greeks, believed. Now, this false Paul, born. But the unbelieving Jews, listen to this, the unbelieving Jews stirred up the Gentiles. <laughs> <laughs> One translation poisoned the Gentile mind against. And made their minds evil affected against the brethren. Now, that sounds like our government today, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it sounds like, sound like our, our government today. There's <laughs> there's some, hallelujah, <laughs> that don't believe that, 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 that our present leadership was put in by God. So what they're doing, they stir up <laughs> and poison the minds of others. Is that not right? Yeah. Mm. And Lord knows our media has poisoned the minds of many. Have they not? That's very true. But we're here to declare the truth. See, we're here to proclaim the truth, you know. And that's why God's putting on us to grow up as sons and daughters, to be able to discern, hallelujah, who he elected and selected, right? Right, right. And it has nothing to do with Democrat or Republican. It has to do with the, the, the election of God. Who did God elected? Who's for the Lord? Who's making decisions on behalf of the Lord and, and for his purpose and his kingdom, see? And uh, we just got to get past all this this this, this uh, racism, the political, I call it political racism, you know. Yeah. Get past this political racism and get into the, the fact of the truth. Who's on the Lord's side? Did yeah. not the angel say that to Joshua? When the captain of the host showed up to Joshua, and Joshua said, are you for us? The angel said, no, 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 I'm not for y'all. <laughs> I'm for the Lord. I'm the Lord of hosts. Are you on my side? And I'm going to tell you, God has put on us to have discernment because Satan is poisoning the minds of people. He's still doing the same thing. Clashing of the kingdoms. And we see here that they stirred up the Gentile, made their mind evil, affected against the brethren. And that's going on to this day. Now let's read on. And I'm going to redeem the time because we're about out of time here. But let's go down to a verse. See Apostle Paul at the self-same spirit that was on John, self-same spirit that was on Peter. And as we read down, 
and verse let's see verse six says and they were they were they were aware of it and fled into Lystra and Derby, the cities of Lyconia, and into the regions that lie about round about. And there they preached the gospel, preaching that kingdom in. And there sat a certain man of Lystra, impotent in his feet, being crippled from his mother's womb, who never listen to this, he never had walked. This guy was crippled from his mother's womb. The same heard Paul. We're talking about the good news of preaching that gospel. When you preach that gospel, man, and people mix it with faith, good things happen. Mm, amen. Things happen when people hear the gospel, preach purely, or from the pure seed, and they mix it with faith, things happen. The same heard Paul speak. How does faith come? Faith come by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Paul was speaking the, the kingdom of God who steadfastly beholding him, perceiving that he had faith, kingdom faith, to be healed. Said with a loud voice, stand upright on thy feet. And he leaped and he walked. Now that's the effect of the kingdom of God, when hearers hear it and mix it with faith. And I believe we're stepping into this gate again called Beautiful. We're stepping into a, into a season that the scripture says it's belonging to a right season. And I'm going to prophesy to the body of Christ now. We're stepping into a season, I believe, where men's ears now will begin to come open. Hmm. See, Amen. the Bible says that there was a famine, uh, 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 not for the word, the scripture says, but there was a famine for the hearing of the word. And I believe that's been America. The gospel being preached everywhere, but there's a famine for hearing the word. Yeah. Y'all y'all ever heard the statement, we need to get this gospel out of the walls, this word out of the walls? Y'all ever heard that? Yeah. Huh? Yes. Yeah, I have, yeah. Need to get the, the gospel out of the four walls? Well, I'm here to tell you the gospel never been in no four walls. We've been in walls, but the gospel hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> the gospel never been in no four walls. The gospel been proclaimed openly for 2,000 years. What's been the problem? The hearing, right? Amen. The hearing of the gospel. But I believe God's going to open the ears now because sometimes crises open the ears, man. I'm telling you, homie, you, so you come on a crisis, you begin to look up, you cry out to God. I believe there's coming a, a time where the world, not just in America, the world is going to open their ears to hear the gospel on another level, on the right frequency, mm. you know. Because you're on radio, you gotta have the right frequency That's to right. hear us, right? That's right. You gotta turn, you gotta tune in to the right frequency to hear. And I believe there's there's coming the right frequency now into our generation that will hear the word of God, and they're gonna stand up, Hallelujah, Glory. They're gonna stand, leap on their feet, Lord of God, and men gonna come into their true purpose while they were born. Mm. I believe that. I believe men going to stand up, and they're going to come into their true purpose, and they're going to be, begin to walk and move in the kingdom, see? Because God raised us up for this generation. He would have never gave us these, these type of messages if this wasn't about to happen, and it is happening. See, today, there's some people are standing up. Today, the people that have been paralyzed, crippled in your walk, in your walk, today, you're being healed. Today, you're being made whole. Whoever listening out there, this word ain't just for, you know, uh, 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 for just natural uh, uh, people that are sick, but it's for spiritual people that are sick. People that are sick in their soul. God saying, you be made whole. It's time for you to stand up on your feet and walk. 
this time. So we see that there's a generation that's going to give ear to the word of God, that are giving ear to the word of God, and it's having an effect on them. The word of God has an effect. Righteous man prayers have an effect. Righteous preaching has an effect. So we're living into we're stepping into a generation now. We're going to see the kingdom of God preach, and it won't just be in word, but it'll be in power. Can I get an amen? Amen. <laughs> amen. You got. You and, and got. You we got. Are, you I'm got Texan. Amen. Y'all got some fun. We're going to see not just the word preach in just words, but in demonstration. That's right. Because we're realigning ourselves. We seek first the kingdom of God and his alignment with that authority, with that, that government, that administration. We're going to see the power flow in the body of Christ again. And that's what Satan's trying to cut off. That's what Satan's trying to keep us divided. That's why Satan wants to keep us arguing and fussing and debating about, about scriptures and all this. No, 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 no. We can all agree that Jesus Christ is Lord. And if you study the Bible and, and the book of Acts chapter 2, that was the turning point, hallelujah, in all of our history where men begin to see the truth that Jesus Christ is Lord Amen. of all. That's Amen. what changes everything. And as we all know, at the end of it, the clash of these kingdoms, we know who wins. Amen. That's, that's the good news. Oh. <laughs> That's good news, right there, Quincy. We already we already won. Yes, sir. That, well, you said it. We gotta we gotta be in the victory. That's right. That's it. Enforce that victory. Remember, he has prevailed. He would, he did not fail. He prevailed. Now that same victory, he wants us to enforce by living a life in faith and strength and not in weakness. See, the Bible says Abraham was strong in faith, even though his body was weak. Remember, he didn't consider his own body. He didn't even consider his body. He said, no, he was strong in faith, giving mm -hmm. glory to God. That's Amen. the victory that overcomes the yes. world, right? Yes. Amen. Even our faith. Man, even our faith. And I, I just know Corona virus is drying up. It will not control the saints. It will not control our fellowship when we fellowship in the name of Jesus. It will not control our economy. It will not tell us what to do. We're on the one ruler, and his name is Jesus. Amen. 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 That's a good word to close on this morning, Brother Jeff. Thank you so much uh, for, for coming Amen. in with us, man. We appreciate you. But thank you all so much, man. This is awesome. All Tell right. Anita, I said thank you. Tell all the brothers, and I said thank you, and I appreciate you guys. All right, thank brother. Thank you, Brother Jeff. Bless you. Have a wonderful day. We'll talk again real soon. <laughs> okay, guys. All right, brother. All right. Bless you.